0: You're listening to the Tennis.com Podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Bonjour mes amis, comment ça va? Je m'appelle Ed McGrogan, back once again with the Tennis in 10 Podcast, recapping Roland Garros in under 10 minutes. And after Wednesday's play over in Paris, we have a uh, significant change in plans according to you know the presumptive 51st meeting between Novak Djokovic. And Rafael Nadal, that will not happen at Roland Garros. Uh, Dominic Team will instead be playing the nine time champion team with a 7 6, 6 3, 6 0 win over Djokovic, the defending champion, uh, rendering the Serb without a major title after holding all four of them just 12 months ago. Uh, it's, a, it's quite a development from. You know, I think a a a micro level and a macro level. I, I wrote about that a little earlier, um, when recapping the match, and you, you know, you want to start with with team uh, who, you know, who was flattened by Djokovic in Rome, only won one game against him, turns around and uh, beats him comprehensively over three sets. Now, the big portion of that match, and Djokovic wanted to say this himself impress was the fact that in the first set, Djokovic didn't convert on two set points. Uh, you owe a lot of that to team, though, and you owe a lot of the match um, to team. You know, he, just hitting out forehand, backhand, um, you know, really the one who, who took it to Djokovic all around in, in great contrast to Rome, as I said. Um, but You know, there's a lot that's to be said for Djokovic as well, and I think that's kind of the big picture. You know, discussion at the moment is just is just trying to figure out what has you know what has happened to to him and in in such a quick time, and and it's you know I think he's kind of at a loss to explain it himself. He he's fielded that question in press after each of his Slam losses, kind of throughout the year when he. Got rid of his coaching team when he brought in Andre Agassi to sort of help consult him in Paris. Um, Djokovic doesn't have the answer to that either, so I don't think it's it's reasonable to expect us to to have a definitive you know declaration on on really this this fall from the top from Djokovic, and he is going to fall out of the top two, possibly all the way down to number four, depending on what happens uh, over the next few days here, but. It was a it was a shocking third set to, you know, to really see him kind of wave, wave the white the uh, the white flag here. Um he looked like he wanted to be anywhere but, you know, playing out in out in the Terabatu. Um, you know, Muguruza Garba Muguruza last year's defending champion, sort of went out and said it was almost a relief to have this tournament behind her that she wouldn't be asked about or have to deal with the expectations and pressure of it and you know, I think the men's defending champion went out in a very similar way. Um, I, I thought, you know, his comments afterwards signaled that he still needs to kind of reassess and and determine kind of where he is um, as a player and kind of, you know, within his, you know, I think his the motivation is the word that's thrown about very casually, but... You know, certainly that's part of this and, and it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see how how Djokovic handles the remainder of this summer um because this is, you know, I don't think anybody could have expected this after, you know, one year ago at this time. Uh team, as I said, will face Nadal. Nadal gets through another uh, match easily, but this time it wasn't you know straight sets, it was uh one set, two love, retirement by Correno Busta uh, the less said about that, the better. And, you know, we have a matchup where Team and Rafa have played recently before. Um, team has a win over Nadal it came in, in Rome. So um, it's a, I think it's a very anticipated match. Um, you know, as I said, I think this, to me, I'm not really too broken up about missing another Rafa Novak match right now, considering where Djokovic seems to be in his own head and how good Rafa is looking. Um, It really does seem like, you know, one of the remaining men in the draw, either team or perhaps Stan Wawrinka on the other side is really the only one who's going to give Rafa the kind of match that can disrupt him from winning that 10th title. So team will get the first crack and, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But the other side, you know, a finalist will emerge from either Wawrinka or Murray. Um, both of them win their win their quarterfinals, pretty drama free. Kind of two duds of matches to end a very um, busy day. Um, quarterfinals. Um, Murray did drop a set to Nishikori, but really, you know, was untroubled for you know much of the rest of the way. Um, closed it out pretty handily. Stan Wawrinka and Marin Cilic. The quarterfinal, I said would be the best one of the bunch, was one of the worst of the bunch. So, um, again, the less said about that, the better. But I do really like that um, semifinal as well. Um, both of them coming in with, you know, it doesn't seem like any sort of scars, injuries. You know, Murray's played more sets than than Wawrinka. He's lost three sets, um, unless I'm missing one at least. Uh, so I, I think I think that's a very enticing quarter fine, a semifinal. You, it, it would be pretty surprising for that not to go at least four and possibly five. Um what you had in the middle of that was um you know, was two women's uh quarterfinals that um, you know, in a way uh as as Djokovic kind of went away from um from team you saw the same thing happen with Pliskova against Hallep, but it was under under very different circumstances. Um that was the three versus five quarterfinal, and you have uh, you have Pliskova running out to a a very early lead in the match, um you know a significant lead. Um five oh uh Hallep making it a set, ultimately losing that set, and then Puskova again taking the reins in the second set to lead five one and even love thirty on Hallep's service game that came next. So it was as if in a game of horse you give you know H O R S and then E with like three of the four lines of the E crossed off. It was that close to victory, and at that point there's no I mean I, I'm going to extol Hallep in a second, but. You have you cannot excuse the—you uh, you, you can't not comment on the nerves that Svitolina felt. Um, you know, she drops the next five games. She had never reached a Grand Slam semi before. Um, you know, that played a huge part in, in what went down there. Um, really just unable—you know, I, I almost felt that as soon as she failed to serve out the match for the first time, you could see— this coming and second time she serves for the match at 5-4 she's she gets down 0-40 I believe she's broken at love um, amazingly and 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 that you know is certainly owed to um, you know Halep obviously raising her level of play her you know she was making life miserable for Svitolina who was unable to hit a winner by her at all getting everything back um, not just you know as a backboard but doing a lot with the balls too but you know, when necessary, it was simply getting the shot back, tracking it down. Svidalina came up with the error almost every single time by the end. Um, Incredibly, Svidalina got to a match point in the tiebreaker, which I was surprised she even got to 6-6. She ends up with a match point, but is unable to put it away, Um, not off of an error. It it was, uh, you know, it was a hell of volley winner, I believe, but you know, as soon as this went to three, you knew that it was only a matter of time, and it was 6-0 by the end of it. Um, yet again, another six-love set in the second week of a the tournament. There's two more today. Just incredible. Um, so Halep, you know, saves um, saves her opportunity. She'll face Carolina Pliskova, who beat Caroline Garcia. Um, the last French woman in the draw. I think I erroneously said that was Medenovich yesterday on the podcast. Apologies. Um Pliskova was uh, also unsure, you know, had some you know, had some moments in this match where where it could have tilted toward Garcia's way, but um, she gets through. So you'll have Bachinski and Ostapenko who are playing for a spot in their first major final tomorrow on their birthdays, both of them, no less. And they'll place either Hal Pliskova who have each reached a major final before. So we'll talk about those women's semis tomorrow uh, on the Tennis in 10 podcast. Au revoir. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.